Mitchell. Check long look to lefty brings it home. Ground ball to third. They'll look Brito back to second to throw. Skips and gets away from Smith. Off to second goes Hanson. Builds in Brito home. The throw is not in time. And Hanson slides into third base. To the Sooner Super seat. Homered here yesterday. Here comes. Line drive center field. Base hit. We're tied. Singled her last time up and lines one into right center field that's going to get to the wall. Coleman plays it well. The throw in skips and they're going to get her at second base. Jada Coleman have a night. Showtime in center field. Here comes the 2 1. Hammered deep to left field and it is gone. It's gone. Kinsey Hansen with the bomb over the left field wall and Oklahoma has blown this Pitch swinging and it's drilled deep to left field and it's gone. A three-run bomb from G3 has made it 10-2 Sooners. First pitch to Smith <laughs> is fly to left field to Alo, who's under it and makes the catch. It's been a minute since Jossie's been in the field, but she looks like a natural. One out away. The 0-1 ground ball to second. This should do it. Jennings to first. They did it. They did it! Paint 2022 gold! The Sooners have gone back to back! And for the sixth time in program history, the Oklahoma Sooners are national champions! They dog pile outside the circle! Victory! I would say with me being a senior, I think this is the best team. And they stay there, and they stay there, and they stay there. Oh yeah, national championship number six, back-to-back -back champs. OU softball finds a way again. Sure, it wasn't the cleanest first inning. Got down 2-0 to Texas, and Texas held all the momentum till about eh, the fourth inning or so. But heart of a champion. You can't ever kill the heart of a champion. OU softball finds a way with a dominant defensive performance. And Travis Davidson, we've been saying for several weeks now that one of the great, one of the great things about OU softball is they can beat you in any way. They can beat you in the circle. They can outslug you. Um, they, they can beat you in any way possible. And last night, that proved to be true. They won this game. Because of their defense. Their defense from Grace Lyons, from Jada Coleman, from Alyssa Brito. That was as elite of a defensive performance as I've seen in a college softball game in a long time, man. Yeah, yeah. And and what an opening to the show. My goodness. With from the music like to that? the uh, to the to the recording to everything. It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Thank you. So uh yeah, and that's the thing. It's this team, like you said, the defense, the hitting, the circle, anything like that. And what starts to happen is you start to get, you know, demoralized as an opponent saying, yeah, I mean, we're, we're you know, we're stifling them from, from our circle, you know, uh, things are going well. I finally got a good bat on one, and that wasn't even good enough. I, I thought I put one over the fence. It doesn't even matter because their gloves can go over the fence. It really, you know, after such a demoralizing loss um, from the day before, if you go – next day 
and now your home runs aren't even going out of the park. I mean, what 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 are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to, you know, go on? We heard all about this Texas team, you know, back against the wall, you know, six and zero in uh, you know elimination games, which everybody's undefeated in elimination games until you aren't. So that's kind of a weird stat. But um, anyways, no, uh, it was awesome to watch. It was exciting. Uh, I was pumped up, but also, you know, you. You get a bit emotional. I mean, it was really cool that we got sure, such man. a big lead that we were able to kind of treat it like a senior night um, by by bringing Hope back out. Um, obviously, um, Jocelyn able to get out there and get a couple, uh, squeeze a couple um, outs there in the outfield, and then to be able to walk off and you know go through kind of the reception line, everything like that. I mean, it it was it was perfect. You had a, a good game early. And then once we kind of broke it open, then we were able to kind of give everybody their flowers in real time, and that was just so special. I don't know who who it was last night. I don't know who's to blame, but someone was cutting onions last night at uh, Hall of Fame Stadium. When Jossie walked off, Jocelyn Allo walked off the field in the bottom of the seventh inning with two outs, dude, I was uh, fortunate enough to buy a couple tickets and be in attendance last night. You're right, man. It, it almost felt like a uh, graduation. I mean, it was a graduation, but it just felt like this heartfelt send-off to where you're a few outs away from winning a national championship, but at the same time, it's incredibly emotional. And that's what was so interesting about last night's championship, that it felt so different from all of the others. On one hand, you're incredibly excited that you won your sixth national championship in program history, that you finished the season on the high side, that you won back-to-back championships. If you weren't already, it cemented you as the most dominant program in all of college softball. So on that end, you're really, really happy. But then you can't help think to yourself, wow. I'm never going to watch Jocelyn Allo in an OU uniform again. This has been one of the most, if not the most enjoyable team ever for OU softball to watch. And so it was happiness and excitement mixed in with, dang, I, this really kind of sucks that it's actually over. I didn't think that this thing was actually going to be over, but here we are. It was, it was a weird feeling, man. Well, and that's what's so unique about college sports, right? There is a, a hard stop on it. There is a deadline. Uh, this is, I mean, I think probably the last time we really had this feeling um, was the Baker Mayfield press conference. And, you know, you don't you don't get another shot. You have just a certain amount of time to, to go out on top. Obviously, uh, Jocelyn was able to go out on top. But, yeah, I, I put out a tweet early in the day that was, you know, this, this may be the last time we ever get to see Jocelyn in a Sooner uniform, and that's heartbreaking. But... Uh, I think we'll see her in an OU uniform again. I think it will just be made of bronze. <laughs> right, yeah, that that's good. I, I don't know if you've been uh, sitting on that one all day long or not, or if that was just on the fly. But that's 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 pretty good. Hey, a lot, lot of statue uh, talk, lot of statue talk uh, lately, and, and deservedly <laughs> so. I mean, and what's so great about this is, you know, women's sports in general, but especially softball. I mean, getting recognition that they had never got before, the publicity, the attention. You have uh, Shannon Sharp tweeting about it. You have yep. uh, Barstool Big Cat tweeting about it. Patrick Mahomes is tweeting about Jada's catch. Um, you have um, Dickie V is glued to it. Dickie V is tweeting about it. I mean, it is, it, it's amazing that so many people are getting to see softball for the first time, and a lot of their memories are going to be, Oh well, Oklahoma. That's that's 
that's the team I fell in love with was, was Oklahoma because that's who I watched first. So it kind of blew up on the scene. Unfortunately for Texas, <clears throat> what people might you know remember is their first time watching softball was watching Texas get shellacked two games in a row. But, you know, poor Longhorns. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, I heard the perfect word today, or I think I found the perfect word today to describe what college softball is right now. I think the perfect, if you had to use one word to describe college softball, I think the perfect word to use is pure. Now, I say pure because NIL and transfer portal is a big part of collegiate athletics. And both of those things, sometimes we tend to focus on the negative. It's not all negative. I mean, you're in the NIL game, and I think what you do is incredibly positive when it comes to NIL. Um, but when we talk about college football and NIL and transfer portal, for whatever reason, it tends to slant towards the negative, and there's certainly some negative things that happen with both of those things. College football has changed dramatically over the past 10 years. College basketball, you could probably make an argument, has changed dramatically over the past 10 years. And yes, the transfer portal and yes, NIL still exist in college softball, just like the other sports, but there's still a pure feeling that maybe those other sports don't have. And I'm not sitting here trying to bag on college football and college basketball college football has and will always still be my favorite sport but there's a purity of the game with college softball that really stands out to me from you know the players standing out outside the dugout during the middle of the game leading the crowd in a boomer sooner chant to staying an hour after games in norman to sign autographs for fans of all ages collegiate sports has changed quite a bit some for the worse some for the better but it just still feels like college softball has that same genuine feel that I think a lot of people fell in love with initially when we're talking about collegiate sports. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good point, and I think pure is a great word for it. Uh, I think what we've seen even specifically with this Oklahoma team is, you know, you bring up NIL, you know, we've seen a departure this year from somebody who was doing very well in the NIL game. You know, it's it's it, and it, but it didn't fit the culture. Everything comes back to culture and I think that's what you're seeing from Brent Venables is a recognition of man Patty Asso is winning because look at this team's culture it's incredible not only are they the most talented team I get that but when you watch how they play and listen to how they speak about each other about their coaches about their love for each other I mean that's real and and, and that stuff yeah. matters so uh, with that I think I think to your point you see uh, you know, a, a real value placed on on that culture and that love for each other. And, and then it helps whenever the best team, you know, maybe in history wins and they are maybe one of the best examples of great culture. So, you know, that, that, that helps the argument, no doubt. But, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think part of it is that the sports growth has been so rapid that when you look at things like, you know, going out to the field and leaving, leaning, leading the crowd in Boomer Sooner. You know, the crowds for a long time were very small. You were leading very few people in that chance. So it's yep. it's great that it, the, the the ties are staying there. Kind of what built the sport is still building the sport, uh, and you, and not just OU. You can hear. You know, they were talking about the. Uh, the Oregon State freshmen they were talking about what when they were playing Florida. I remember them talking about this Instagram that they have, and they post you know funny videos or stories, but all about these team trips and t- whether team building and accountability, all this kind of stuff. Like it just seems like in softball specifically that 
culture is so important, not that it is in other sports, but it is it is talked about. It is publicly important, um, and, and it's not just lip service. So uh, I think you're right. Pure is a great word, and we see it uh, from all the successful teams. The expectation this year was a national championship, bar none. Um, and I feel like the fan base would have been really disappointed if anything less was accomplished. But just to show you how special, how meaningful that national championship was last night, Connor, let's play this clip from uh, Patty Gasso. I have, um, I've heard Patty Gasso in many of press conferences. I've never heard her this emotional, really kind of ever. So here's what Patty sounded like after the game last night. The game goes by fast, and there's highs and there's lows. And you just want, I just, I sit back like a fan. That's what I do. And I just sit and watch. And it's just prideful to see these guys do that, to see them get emotional like I am right now. They don't realize how good they are. Maybe I don't realize how good they are. Everybody asks us, and we just play. We just play, and we love to have fun and love to play. So when you ask me to compare, you ask me what it feels like, it feels like something we do every day at practice. You ever heard her that emotional before? Because I haven't, and I'm starting to get a little emotional over here, man. I'm not kidding. Whoa. Wow. I mean, that's that that says it all, Travis. Um, she's that emotional. You've been following it for a long time as well. I've I, I've never I've never seen or heard Patty Gasso become that emotional. That that was powerful, man. Yeah, and I think uh, Parker might be around the corner cutting onions or something because uh, just hearing it, actually hearing it for the first time. What's interesting is, so we were on the road last night uh, and we are streaming the game, watching it on like a. Uh, amount on my dashboard so we're watching and then we hop right into a i do a weekly podcast with indy sooner uh jp and so we jump right into the podcast so we do that and then as i'm driving especially late night coming down you know the mountain going into vegas you know i'm focusing on the road and whatnot and uh, you know i finally get to the hotel room and that's when i'm really processing anybody who was up late last night um probably saw me just carpet bombing the timeline with retweets about OU softball um but that's I was just going through it I I probably I probably laid in bed for an hour and a half two hours after spending 17 hours behind the wheel in the last two days and I couldn't get enough of it but what's interesting about that quote you or that 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 uh clip you just played I had only read that um and in reading that I didn't I didn't know she was that emotional when she said that the quote alone is is incredible especially the they don't know how good they are maybe i don't know how good they are because i do think there's a certain almost innocence with this team which they do have the the bravado i mean we've we've heard jocelyn talk about um you know you know dulcini's a pretty good pitcher but you know i'm a pretty good hitter too and i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do like and when she says that me and Tiara are the best hitting duo ever, like there's confidence there, but it do- it doesn't go into you know an ego cockiness that is you know is you know brash or unlikable or anything like that. So there is a certain they they don't know how good they are sometimes. I don't think sure. Because, 
And and I think part of it is them just being surrounded by so much talent on the same team. But, no, that was the first time I had heard that clip, um, and it is ten times more impactful when you can hear how emotional she was. But, no, it's I've powerful, never heard man. it like that at all. I've never heard it like it's that powerful. at all. powerful. Man, it's just – I loved it. Um, if we play it again, though, I'm gonna, I am might get a little emotional hearing Patty talk like that. Um, I, I want to share this stat. Mike Hout tweeted it out uh, earlier today. Um, so keep in mind that in OU's 62 total games this year, the opponents only scored 65 runs, which that in itself, Mike Hout could have just tweeted that out and it would have been an incredible stat. 62 games this year for OU softball, the opponents only scored 65 runs. Grace Lyons scored 67, Jada Coleman scored 70, Tiari Jennings scored 83, Jocelyn Allo scored 84. So there were four uh, players in OU's lineup this year, four hitters in OU's lineup that scored more on their own than the total number of opponents' runs in 62 games this year. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that that's obviously up there. Um, you know, there are a lot of stats where with this team in, you know, specifically with you run out of stats that can shock people because you look at the big run differential. You look, one of my favorite stats was the, the two outs record. If we only counted the runs that uh, Oklahoma scored with two outs, then we still would have won like 50 games or something like that. I mean, yeah. you, you just run out of. You run out of ways to say, like, it's just the best team ever. It, it, it just simply is. And you can repackage it, you know, as as many different ways as you like, but there's there's no really other way to say it. They're just the best. They're the best ever. Yeah. And, yeah, and I don't are. think those teams, those UCLA teams or those Arizona teams in the 80s and 90s, um, uh, specifically 92 probably would get the biggest argument, but um, – those teams, those teams weren't playing the competition that we're playing now. And people who want to talk about Oklahoma's schedule, I mean, just just take a look. We we could have played in on Mars, and we would have done the exact same thing. Uh, we we won plenty on the road. We went out west, and we beat UCLA. Um, you know, the Big Twelve ended up being the best conference in the in the country when you look at who the last three teams standing were. So, I mean. Three teams from the Big 12 made it into the into the final 64, and all three teams made, were the were the last three standing. I thought that was pretty interesting. And when you look at those Arizona teams and those UCLA teams, the West Coast really had a stranglehold on softball at that time. It really it really yeah, it hadn't did. grown to where it is now, and especially uh, throughout the Southeast. Obviously, you have a lot of West Coast teams that are still uh, juggernauts. Uh, but but it's growing throughout the country, and for Oklahoma to dominate in this fashion in this era, uh, I think makes it all the more impressive. Yeah, agree. Hey, I'm at the Westwood Tennis Facility. New cardio tennis classes for adults and kids are available. Morning and evening times, they have both those spots. Text ahead to reserve your spot as class space is limited. Contact uh, Coach Brian Barnes to get signed up at 405-609-9442. That's the Westwood Tennis Facility right here in Norman. Come check us out. All right, we'll talk more softball, more football. We got four more sooner. Current Stanford Cardinal Pat Fields coming your way at 335, so keep us locked in for that as well. It is the Friday Rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson live on the ref. Friday Rush live on the ref, taking you into the weekend. OU baseball rolling right now in Blacksburg, Virginia for the Super Regional Game 1. 
Sooners up 3-0 on Virginia Tech in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, Vautech, I'll call him that since they hate it, uh, runner at first and two outs. Jake Bennett is uh, rolling so far through three and two-thirds innings. And OU chased Virginia Tech starter in the uh, very first inning today. So Sooners are staying hot. So they've been hot here for about three or four weeks and uh, looking like a real legitimate contender to make it to Omaha for the College World Series. Um, it's all about playing your best ball at this time of the year, Travis. It's the the old saying we talk about this time of the year when it comes to college baseball. And I don't think OU is a hot team right now. It feels like OU is the hot team in college baseball. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And 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 early on, you know, you kind of look at the bracket. People get get like March Madness. They all kind of agree on that kind of sexy team to pick and upsets and things like that. This this feels completely different. I mean, a lot of people confidently picked OU to get out of the Gainesville Regional and then are confidently picking them against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, uh, also one of the best teams in the country, especially offensively. Um, I, I thought it in- interesting that they that they brought out that pitcher to start griffin green and uh, his last two starts he's been pelted up pretty good uh, i think two starts ago he gave up six earned runs and only three innings of work i think last uh last time i think he gave up uh, two earned runs three earned runs and two innings of work so it's no surprise that the sooners jumped all over him early and he got the quick hook uh, so, yeah, loving how they're looking right now, and they are indeed on fire. So, uh, in other baseball news, uh, poor, poor Longhorns again. Texas goes yeah. down <laughs> to the Pirates, um, and, man, that, that place was rocking. So, not a great couple uh, days, couple three days uh, on the diamond for Texas. Uh, you know, conversely, a wonderful three days for Oklahoma on the diamond. So, you know, I love I love having success, and you know, it's it's not too bad when your biggest rival uh, is, you know, going the other direction. Air Coverage Solutions text line. I think they're talking about the softball game last night. Mule Shoe would have lost that game. All right, we're back. Friday rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. I'm live at the Westwood Tennis Facility. Tell you more about what's going on here at Westwood at the tennis facility, at the golf course, and the pool. Uh, coming up later this segment, but I'm excited about this one. This guy is awesome. Um, he's a great example of what a college football player should be, in my opinion. He's a Tulsa native. He's a Sooner, current Stanford Cardinal. He is Pat Fields, and he joins us now on the Friday Rush. Pat, thanks so much, man. Hey, um, welcome to the show. I, I am curious. I want to start here on what you're most proud of. When you reflect on your OU career, you ended in a great way, man, with that defensive MVP in the Alamo Bowl. But as you look back on your OU career, what, what's maybe the thing that you uh, that, that that you love the most? Man, I would just say the impact that I made off the field in terms of academically everything I was able to accomplish, walking away with my master's in accounting, and then just some of the stuff I've, I've done in leadership, um, and then you know really really being embodiment really embodying, you know, what it means to be an Oklahoma student athlete. I think that's so much more than obviously we win and that's, you know, what what catches the news and that's what's caught on T V. Um, but really just body embodying, you know, Sooner Magic and all the things that Josie promotes throughout the the university. I think that's what I'm most proud of, you know, being people uh noticing me for who I am as a person and as a human being as opposed to a football player. Pat, I appreciate you coming on, man. I think that's a uh I think that's a great point. You're a person who plays football instead of a just a football player. So uh, um, kind of speaking about being a Tulsa native, uh, like myself, I've known you, you know, 
since you uh, were, were just a young, young, young man. You're still a young man, but I knew you much younger. You, <laughs> you're an important part of that uh, kind of Tulsa OU connection. Um, acted as kind of a big brother to a lot of those kids. Uh, you look at um, whether it's Gentry and, and RSJ's ages, but even like Jordan Kelly and those kind of guys. Um, why was that important to you to act as kind of a big brother to that, that 918 um, kind of culture? And then who do you think's next in line to kind of carry that torch for the Tulsa area? Man, I think it's just about tradition. You know, you look at the University of Oklahoma, the strongest teams have always been built on, you know, in-state guys, um, whether it's from Tulsa or the Oklahoma City area. And I think the best thing that you get whenever you go to Oklahoma is tradition and legacy. Um, you know, really Oklahoma guys and in-state guys building the program. And obviously being from Oklahoma, that's like our professional football team. So we really take heart in what the university looks like, how it's represented, how we, how much we win by and things like that, and I think really just inviting it as well as seeing, you know, former guys come before me, like such Stephen Parker, Aaron Colvin, you know, Dominique Franks, and, I, and the, Trey Brown, the list goes on. And uh, as for the young guys, it's hard to say who's next because they're, they're way better than us old dudes, man. Uh, I remember, you know, Trey's easily considered one of the top athletes of all time to come out of Tulsa, and then you look at Gentry, you know, he was a national champion in track uh, as a young guy. Jaden just won state the 100 and 200, and he's 6'3", 220. Um, Rob, Rob, you know, he wasn't even much of a football player. Came in, got into the game of football a little bit later than most, um, and ripped it up. So I don't even know where to start at with some of the younger guys. And that's just the ones going to Oklahoma. Um, there's so many at other schools. You know, Dax just went first round. So I don't even know where to start with uh, with who's next. The talent, the talent is unreal. Yeah, I know it, it is, man. I you have an interesting dynamic, though, Pat. Pat Fields is our guest, by the way. Um, in your last game at OU, that you know you had an interim head coach, but not just any interim head coach. It wasn't just some random guy that coached you in your last game. It was Bob Stoops. You're a Tulsa kid. You knew who Bob Stoops was growing up. He was a legend. So, what was that experience like, man? That all of a sudden you've got a new coach for your final game at OU, but it's a guy like Bob Stoops who's in the Hall of Fame. Man, I think it, it just goes – it almost put everybody in the team back in the perspective of being a recruit again. You know, uh, whenever you're a recruit, you're in, you're in such awe of college football, the program, you know, playing for all-time greats like Bob Stoops. And everybody getting experience that one more time, it really just put us back in awe. And everybody – it seemed like that was like the slowest week of the entire year just because it was so much fun. You, you have so much appreciation and respect for, for Coach Stoops. And then, you know, whenever he gets it, he gets on the field with us, you understand why he's great. But I think that just speaks to the legacy and the tradition of the University of Oklahoma. You know, head coaching change, and, and you know, we literally get a Hall of Fame coach to come off, <laughs> come off the bench and, you know, lead us to a, a victory in a, in a big ball game. I think it just speaks to the tradition and the legacy of the, of the program. And obviously, you know, um, me, me just looking at my four years and reflecting, I've played with multiple all-time greats. Like, Josie will probably go down as one, as the greatest softball player of all time. If not, it's Lauren Chamberlain. And, you know, both of those are Oklahoma grads. But I was able to go to school with Lauren. I was able to go to school with Maggie. Go to school with so many just different, different, you know, legends in their own right. And I think it just speaks everything about the university um, and what it represents. Yeah, it's uh... – no doubt, you you definitely uh, saw some uh, some legends come through during your time there. Um, 
we we spoke a little bit about uh, you know you going out to California. Um, now, obviously, it's Stanford uh, uh, playing there for the Cardinal. Uh, what's what's the thing you miss most about either the state of Oklahoma or Norman? Um, not specifically, you know, the the football program or anything, but the actual location of uh, um, Oklahoma, whether it be Tulsa or Norman. What do you think? Man, I think it's, it's, it's different. I don't, I don't know. You know, people consider Oklahoma the Midwest, but it, it very much has a southern feel to it. And just, you know, how cool the people are here. Um, everybody is always talking to everybody. You know, you hold the door open for people. They greet you as they walk by. Kind of, you know, that southern hospitality, uh, per se. And then the food, the food is way better. You know, up in up in California, I mean, you know, spinach and poke bowls and <laughs> all that stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's well said, Pat. That's well said. Hey, um, you know, Travis and I were hosting a, a post-game show after the spring game a couple of months ago, and Sterling Shepard comes on with us, and he's like, guys, look, Brent Venables is the right guy for the job. I'm just telling you. Jordan Evans comes on with us, and he's like, guys, I'm just telling you, Brent Venables is the right guy for the job. I, I haven't heard a negative re- review yet, Pat. I, I just haven't. And, and not only that, it just seems like everyone is just all about this hire what reviews have you heard from current players on Brent Venables and this new regime with OU football? I mean, I, every, everything I've said, everything I've heard it aligns exactly with that. And then even just, you know, meeting Coach V and having a couple conversations with him, you know, you understand why he, why he has so much success at Clemson, why he coached multiple top ten defenses. And, you know, you just realize the standard and the expectation that he holds you to. And also he paints a very, big, a very great picture of what it looks like to be elite. And then, you know, showing you the steps to that. And I think, um, obviously, you know, you, you see the tweets, you know, guys dying in workouts from uh, Smitty and, and guys getting hammered with workouts. But I think that's what makes the university so special is that people are willing to go to that extra degree for success. People are willing to die in workouts, you know, uh, and then come back up again in the afternoon to do footwork or to watch film and just that constant investment into the program. And I think Coach V, he embodies that. And then even just, you know, whenever you'll go meet, meet him, you know, you're talking to him in the weight room. He's, he's banging, you know, 225 on bench press and then chugs the muscle milk right after. You're like, dang, dude, like you lifted more than the players. But I think just the intensity he has every single day, it, it's consistent. You know what I mean? Like he it's never going to falter. He's the same way every single day. And he, he holds himself to a higher standard than he holds the program. And I think that's what you want out of a leader. You want somebody who's going to get in the, in the field with you and, you know, get their hands dirty, and that, that's exactly who Coach B is. Yeah, you mentioned, uh, you know, people getting, you know, bodied uh, by Schmitty's workouts. Uh, I mentioned you, t- <laughs> you timed your career perfectly between his OU stints. Uh, I like to think that was almost on purpose. Um, but uh, uh, what have you heard from uh, the current players uh, um, on Schmitty's return? Have, uh, have you talked to any of the guys about the summer workouts? Because I know the winter workouts – you know, they pack a little bit of a punch, and I know guys like Jordan Kelly were really seeing a lot of results in that, but the summer, as, as Malcolm Kelly said, you know, summer's a way different. So have you heard anything about that? Man, every every single time I, I, I check my Snapchat, you know, I'm getting videos of guys throwing up <laughs> throwing up in the locker room, uh, dying, walking, just falling out. But I think that's what it should look like. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a certain price for greatness, and I think um, – they're paying the price, and that's what makes the school so successful. Because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, they, they don't go through that on an every single everyday basis, and I think that's what makes OU so special. But uh, I can talk crap since I never had to do a spinny workout, so I would have dominated. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, you right. go, man. Exactly. There you go. Hey, uh, Pat, you mentioned uh, Jocelyn Allo, and you mentioned Lauren Chamberlain uh, a few minutes ago. Probably answers my question, but did you watch OU softball last night? That's the big conversation today. And if you did, what did you think about just the dominance, not only this past weekend, but the entire season from that team? Yeah, most definitely. I've been, I've, you know, been a big softball fan, uh, OU softball fan specifically for a while now. I was actually really close with, you know, Kelsey Arnold, and she had a lot of success there, um, defensive player of the year, blah, blah, blah. And I've, I've been a big follower since then, and obviously seeing them build, you know, what what's you know now considered a dynasty, it's amazing. And I think just being at Oklahoma, you have such a greater appreciation and respect for the softball, <clears throat> the softball ladies because you see them in the weight room just as much as we're in there. You see them always in the facility. You see them, you know, sacrificing time, uh, breaks at home to be up at softball and to be working. And you, you see, and, and I, I just have such appreciation because I saw in real time, you know, what they went through. And, like, you know, girl, ladies like Nicole, Jossie, um, and all the others, what they went through from a day to day. And you see them doing everything that it took to be great. And then, obviously, now they're reaping the fruits of their labor, just want a back-to-back, you know, four, four natties in the past, you know, six tournaments. I think all of this speaks for itself. But I just have such appreciation for those women. I'm just glad I got to – you know, go to school with with some goats, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt you did. Um, you know, speaking of uh, goats, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of those people we try and get to return to the uh, spring game, the barbecue. Obviously, Brent Venables has made it a point to make sure that every former player feels like family. Um, you know, Bob Stoops was saying that as well. You are Oklahoma football. It's it's not one single coach. Uh, it's not, you know, it's it's not the administration, it's not the building, you know, it's not whatever. It is, it's the players. So um, after you wrap up uh, your, your football career, whenever that may be, do you see yourself uh, coming back uh, for spring games in the future? Maybe the champion barbecue, things like that. Yeah, most definitely. I want to be around. I want to be around the program for the rest rest of my life. Um, I think that could look, you know, a couple different ways. Whether it's you know working there later down the line, or, or you know being a donor, or just you know coming back. And, and being around, but I like the program did you know so much for me. Literally changed my life, and I can't um, say enough about you know Josie, Zach Salmon, you know Dr. Surratt, everybody, and then football. Even just outside of football, everybody at the university that does so much for you know the football program. So I feel forever indebted to them, and I'll, I always want to be a part. Hey, last one. Um, talking about your current stop here at Stanford, I'm curious. You know, David Shaw's had a lot of uh, success out there at Stanford. What's he won? I think three uh, Pac-12 titles. He's won the North five times since he's been there. Um, tell us a little bit about David Shaw, what he's about, and, and what you really like about him as a football coach. Yeah, and I, I think it's just you know being around, being around greatness. Like you said, he, he's very well accomplished, and also you know you get a little bit of a different perspective than Coach Shaw. You know, most most football coaches they may be a little bit more aggressive, more vocal, more you know bark a little bit more. Whereas Coach Shaw, you learn how to be a lot more composed, a lot more reserved, and, and you know maybe don't act so so quickly off of you know your feelings and emotion. Be more strategic about what you're doing. But everything you know just. You know, Coach Shaw, he's been a, a heck of a head, head coach for me just so far. You know, he sat down in meetings with me, talked me through um, offenses and the, the purpose behind, you know, them lining up in these specific formations, why offenses do things that way. And you just get to, you know, be taught the game from a very high level, um, high 
high high football IQ, and it's just like wow. Because one, I, I I didn't know um, obviously a lot of these things like the ins and outs of, from an offense perspective, but the ability of Coach Shaw to just break things down um, and and be able to teach it is is the greatest thing. You know, obviously it's one thing to be that smart, but actually be able to teach it to your players so they can retain the information themselves and elevate their game. Um, that's a whole another thing. But I, I you know I appreciate you know being around him. Uh, it's crazy because he, he's he's way more reserved than what I'm used to. I'm used to you know getting barked at, uh, but you know Coach Shaw Coach Shaw does a very great job of what he does. And I think the the future success and, and his past success will you know put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, awesome stuff, man. Hey Pat, uh, I, I know I speak for everyone, man. We're all rooting for you out there at Stanford next year. Uh, go have a great season uh, up there in Palo Alto. Go kill it. Go win a Pac-12 championship. We're all rooting for you and. Uh, Way to represent yourself the right way here at OU, ma'am. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a blessed day. Yeah, I appreciate you, Pat. I yeah. know all of us have that USC game circle, too, so go ahead and definitely win <laughs> that one. So, uh, you know, for our own reasons. But uh, no doubt, hey, appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'm going to hit you up when I get back to town. Yes, sir. Y'all have a blessed one. There you go. Pat Fields, Sooner, current Stanford Cardinal. Uh, Tulsa native, all-around good guy, great football player as well. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll close up hour number two of the Friday Rush. Keep it locked on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Friday Rush, live on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson with you until 6 p.m. I am at the Westwood Tennis Center here in Norman, and there's still time to sign up for junior summer camps. There will be camps throughout the rest of June and July for ages 5 through 14. Each camp is Monday through Thursday with Friday as a makeup day. So come see all the fun at the Westwood Tennis Center. The Westwood Golf Course is going on right now. The, the course looks in great shape, and there's a big old crowd today at the Westwood Pool. So the city of Norman, they uh, they got it going on these days. There's uh, no doubt about that. All right, uh, text line is asking what time is the celebration for the softball team tomorrow. It does sound like that's an annual tradition now of celebrating a national championship. At Marita Hines Field is going to be tomorrow. I've looked on OU Softball's Twitter page, and I haven't seen anything. But once I find out that time, I promise you I will let you know. I'm going to guess it's probably going to be released by the time we get off the air tonight. If I hear something, I'll let everyone know on that time for the softball celebration. Uh, Travis, we also have Rush listening to us in uh, Cortona, Italy right now. Um, So it's, yeah, 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 yeah. We got someone from Italy probably wanting their softball fix, and uh, we'll hit softball at the uh, top of the 4 o'clock hour. But OU baseball, man, just continues to roll. I know that you're watching it out there in Vegas right now. They are now up 4 nothing on Virginia Tech in the top of the sixth inning in the Blacksburg Regional. Yeah, I mean, Virginia Tech, they've, they've been putting some people on base, but they uh, they can't seem to get those elusive runs. And up 4-0, we are looking good. Yeah, have you have you seen uh, Orlando Brown uh, out uh, playing a little bit of tennis? Because uh, I hear he does that now to work on his footwork in the offseason. Really? Um, that yeah. would be fascinating to see Orlando Brown in here working on his tennis game. I he wouldn't want to get in the way of his forearm. He said I, I wouldn't want to get very well, but but he, well, but he it, can play. It, if if he figures it out, yeah. If I, I if he's got a legit backhand, then watch out, man. He may be, uh, I don't know. He may be, uh, you know, heading on the uh, on the tour or something like that, man. That's <laughs> I had no idea. That's that's pretty funny, man. Um, speaking of softball, the rich could potentially get 
richer. Um, softball's got a lot going on today up there at the facility because Alex Sirocco is allegedly on campus. Now, she is from Michigan. Apparently, she is in the transfer portal. She had a 171 ERA for the Wolverines this year. 200 innings pitched, 25 and 8 on the season. And I think, Travis, she had somewhere around 300 strikeouts. We know that OU is going to get some legit players in the transfer portal. But with Hope Troutwine graduating, if you were to get Alex Sirocco to pair with Jordy Ball, uh, they're already going to be the favorite next year. But watch out if this one happens. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of you may remember her from her junior year when she recorded 22 strikeouts in one game against Michigan State. Um, I know you think the math would be tough to work on, that, but it is. it was an extra innings game. Uh, the thing about her is she's definitely a strikeout pitcher. Uh, um, while she was sixth in ERA in 2021, um, she was sixth in strikeouts this year with the, the 300 at about eight per appearance. Um, and then she was eighth in strikeouts in 2021. Uh, just a bit of perspective as far as, you know, our pitchers win as far as strikeouts. Uh, we only had one in the top 50 of total strikeouts, and that was Hope. So between her and then Kirsten Deal coming in from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, number one ranked player in the 2022 class, she's a strikeout herself. She averages 2.15 strikeouts per inning. The rich get richer for OU softball. Uh, Stay tuned. Could have some portal news coming up the next couple weeks. Hour number two of the Friday Rush rolls on next.